CJCL Toronto. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's the golf show. Frank Gunning and Sam McKee. McKee, your first full journey in the host chair. You elbowed mm. you Burl out. No, mm. we love you. He graciously uh, crushing said, it with Golf you, Town. Why don't you come in here? Yes, our good buddy Hugh Burrell doing great stuff uh, with the folks at Golf Town here, and we are doing great stuff on the golf show. Of course, you know we follow in the lineage of of great men like Hugh and our good pal Scott Metcalf, of course, who mm-hmm. uh, who dutifully shepherded this show. Uh, feels a little different. Uh, you and I here right now, but Sammy, I'm so happy it's us for this year. Great to get started. Golf season is in full swing. Golf courses are open in Toronto. So much to talk about. And there's Tiger Woods news. Yeah, uh, I was thrilled to get a little throwback song there. Because last year we went to the, you know, the more, uh, you know, I think I'd say young sort yeah. of uh, cool. feeling so cooler. But now we're yeah, back. Again, true to our form, a person older than us put that cool young intro yeah, together. Correct. But I would rather just go with the, the, the retro love song. It. That I song just really got me going. Got me reminded of uh, of years past producing this show with, like you said, Scott Metcalf and and Ian Leggett and guys like that. So we're ready to rock here. And yeah, uh, I should start off with my customary weather report, I'd say, Gunner. And please, uh, we're going up to about a high of seven today. Uh, pay- I, quickly, yes. behind the curtain, painful weather report for me. I love a great day, but it was supposed to be about seven degrees cooler than it was when I said no to a tea time this mm. afternoon. So, yeah, bad job by me. So, it is very nice out this morning, a little chilly. If you teed off early this morning at any of the Toronto go- golf courses that are now open, you would have been a little cold. It was, it was, you were, you were seeing some breath out there, but now it's warming up. I'm heading to Don Valley, 1120 today with the fellas, going to swing them. Don't know what any kind of, I have no kind of idea what it's going to look like out there. Don't know what the condition's going to be like, but guess what? Going to be outside, going to be swinging a club, going to be having some fun. So I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, so there we go. There's the weather report, Gunner. Well, and as far as your game goes, I think the first round this year will go better than the last round last year because, and hey, anything can happen, but I don't think you're going to snap the head off your driver like (laughs) the last time you played last season. Watching you break your driver on like 14, and unfortunately, it wasn't even like a cool and angry snap show. It just just was like, like, I'm old. I'm just going to just slink off into the afterlife here. Those are the perils of using a 15-year-old driver, Gunner, maybe even older, 20-year-old driver those are the perils uh my my uh co-host and friend uh, nick kiprios gave me a driver to use to go to florida with it's terrible sorry kipper it's just it's just not a good driver i can't hit it at all so i'm going sans driver today to don Valley. yeah so i the way i played in florida with my uh with my five wood i was just baby draws straight down the gut the whole day so maybe i'll just stick with the five wood and that'll go well yeah, let's, uh, I'd love to see you do it. I mean, I love to watch you sling that driver uh, around corners, mm-hmm. but the five-wood is never a bad play. And always, always want to mention the Golf Show is brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to Uncommon Performance in a Subaru with legendary, symmetrical, full-time, all-wheel drive. Very, very, very to have happy to have Subaru on as a sponsor uh, with us this year. I, again, McKee, I'm so jealous of you that you're getting out there uh, mm-hmm. to play today. Like, I cannot explain to you how jealous. And again, we're talking about drivers here. Pretty good day to have a uh, club fitted guy on with us. We could talk to yeah. folks at Cobra Golf I'm need about one. that a little later on. You're going to need it. All right, we've we've done the thing. We've talked about local golf, and again, kudos to the city of Toronto golf courses. They are. And you want to talk about something in peril like your driver? It feels like the city of Toronto golf courses are in 
constant peril at any and all times. So I was so happy to see that. That I don't know. Maybe maybe like our buddy Rick Young. He is very much on this beat. Maybe he knew they were coming. That was such a pleasant surprise <laughs> oh, to see. Yeah. John Tory of all people making me happy. Wow, surprise, <laughs> surprise there. Uh, <laughs> saying saying that the golf courses opened up yesterday. I thought it was going to be like our favorite thing. And oh, that, I did I mean, too. Least favorite thing in April Fool's joke, like gotcha. And if that would have happened, we would have had to storm the gates or <laughs> something like that. But protest. Kudos, kudos to the city of Toronto yeah. and uh, and whoever else has uh, got courses so, up. I know plenty of plenty of groups are uh, getting started now. Are we gonna get the text topic going here with the golf yes, goals? Yes. Yes. All right. So, Gunner, I want to tee you up because I know you have a, a certain golf goal this year, and yes, it's a big year for you. You got a brand new Scotty Cameron. You're ready to rock. Ready to roll that rock. So. What is your golf goal? And if you want to text us at 59590, tell us what you want to do this golf season. Just about to get started here. The, the whole world in front of us. It's a very exciting time for golfers. What's your goal for golf? And Gunner, what is your goal for golf? I've been circling it. I've flirted with it for, mm. for a while. Mm-hmm. This is the year. And I look, I, I don't want to hear it from all of you because every time I talk to people and this is the goal, they're like, but don't you host the golf show? Look, we're not all Tiger, Okay. <laughs> I need to break 90 this year. Mm-hmm. I need to. Been flirting, had a couple 92s, the old 94. The worst part about this is the 92 came on the first weekend of a buddy's trip. Mm. And I was convinced, like, oh, yeah. It's common. And then the buddy's trip happened. So that was <laughs> the end of that. That was the end of playing any good golf uh, that, that weekend. I, that, that's, that's my goal. I got to get in the 80s. I have to break 90. I really hope the new Scotty can help because mm-hmm. if the Scotty can't get me there, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, that's your straight. So I'm going to go. I shot last year, I shot 75 at Tam O'Shanter, which Ooh. is something that I'm very proud of. Giddy and I up. love Tam O'Shanter. But Tam O'Shanter is not exactly Beth, Beth Plage Black. I, uh, you know, so that is my career low. But my career low before that was at Bray Ben, which was a 76. My goal this year is to break 76 at somewhere other than Tam O'Shanter. So okay. There you go. I want to get a 75 or lower somewhere. Uh, I think I have the ability to do it. I've uh, had some good rounds that have gone awry close to the end. As many people listening to this show know how it goes with golf. You get playing well. This is what always blows my mind. And we're going to talk about the Masters here now coming up with Tiger. How, like, I have literally nothing on the line. I have paid money to be at this golf course. (laughs) And I'm going towards the end of the course. And I have a chance to break a number that is completely meaningless to anyone other than me. And how a guy who has oh. is heading down the back nine at Augusta National with the potential to win a green jacket for the Masters doesn't just completely melt down is one of the more impressive things in, in sports, truly. So let's get into it. Yeah, okay, so Tiger Woods, I mean, mm. look, he's the guy. And just you talking about the pressure there, if I had the putt Tiger had to win the Masters Oh my God, I would put it in the sand trap. I, yeah, I'm blasting that thing to the moon. I'm like, well, I can't leave it short and just hammering it like back on to the fairway because it's got that big slope uh, off the front of the green. Tiger Woods. Okay, we got to talk about it. We've, we've been very good. We didn't want to jump in here, but it needs to happen. This is, this is what everybody in the golfing world is talking about. So do we, do we want to do the, like, the, the, the chronology of it here? Like, first we see my favorite thing in the world, mm-hmm. plain, plain reporting. Yes. It's out, this has been a thing, you know, hey, we're big Leaf guys here. Babs. This has been a thing going back to Babcock mm-hmm. and the Leafs playing. The private jet world, if you are if Kawhi. You your fingers in there, Kawhi, of course, yeah, big, big plane tracking day that was. And then when you saw a jet 
with tail numbers that match a jet held in a holding company that I believe is partially owned by Tiger Woods' mother because I'm sure there's some tax implications. Oh, God. That'd be, let's that'd let's, be my, let's that'd, stop talking about that one. Yeah, okay. Let's not talk about that. But a jet that we know Tiger Woods has been known to fly on, flying out of South Florida into Augusta, Georgia. Mm. Then there's the reports of Tiger. Tiger's there. And he's not there by himself, which I, that'd be weird. You know, like, come on, you go to Augusta by yourself. Yeah, no, thank you. So who does he bring? brings charlie okay okay so this could like that's a little bit of armor of like oh father son you know <laughs> just but, gonna take the jet up to augusta father son trip not bad but he brings his other son who also competes on the pga tour <laughs> justin thomas and i'll be honest to me that was kind of all i needed to see that this is a complete and utter business trip it doesn't mean now i think he i want to clarify all this with i think he's going to play but I think it was a testing mission of, I want to see, can I really do it? Can I walk the course? I want to bring JT so he can put me in that competitive mindset to, to do it. And I, I really feel like he's going to play. Like, the buzz it shot through the golf world, again, it's like it feels like every, I don't know, five months, we have this moment where he just completely reminds everyone he is the needle. There is no one else that can ever compete with what he is to this game. Yeah, he was going to win the the PIP or whatever. The the What is it? Yeah, that's it. You yeah, nailed it. That's He's going to win we that. Have a buddy, we have a buddy who's obsessed with this. Uh, yeah, but I kind of like it, too. It's very interesting. He's going to win that with just his just that jet stuff. Like, he, he already won just because of him potentially playing the Masters. I have mixed feelings on this, Gunnar, because I agree with you. I do think he's going to play. And I think the way we know Tiger Woods and the way that we've followed him and his sort of way he competes if the game's not in shape i don't think he would show up and he wouldn't play and he's obviously been playing a ton at home he's obviously been playing a ton of golf if he's thinking of going to play the masters he clearly is ready to play golf but what you just said there he is the needle we talk about the pip we talk about all this stuff i just hope that he doesn't take over it doesn't turn into the masters with him which it will Mm-hmm. and have it go south, right? Because we all fantasize about 2019. We all fantasize about what that was. And for golf fans, for Tiger fans in general, that was one of the more special weekends in sports history, one of the best comebacks ever. And there's no, that's not hyperbole. It truly is one of the best yep. comebacks in sports history. And for us to sort of imagine it being like that and being like, could he do another comeback and having him go out and shoot 79 on on Thursday and be wincing around the course and having him leave... Oh would be a horrible thing for a lot of Tiger fans. And I think it'd be horrible for him as well, just in terms of what he's, what he is to the game. So I, if he's ready to play and he goes out there and he shoots 70 on Thursday, I'm definitely coming on the golf show next weekend and be like, ah, he's winning. But I am a little bit hesitant. And I know you are too, just feeling about if he's ready to go and I don't want him to go out there. He's not going to embarrass himself, but I don't want him to go out there and look like he's passed his best before date and looks like he's old or maybe washed up. Is that fair? Yeah, no, it's totally fair. And I had the exact same worry. But the more I've thought about this, I think because we had 2019, he doesn't feel like he, like, I genuinely feel in 2019, of course he played because he felt like he could win. But 
he played because he felt like he needed to climb the mountaintop one more time. He needed to show Charlie. I mean, like, it's about more than that, but so much of his post comments came from, I wanted to show this kid who's trying to do this that I really could. This wasn't mm-hmm. just some mirage he yeah. saw. It was the YouTube golfer as far, <laughs> yeah. as, as, far as his kids Watch were Watch this chip I had against yeah. Chris DeMarco. I promise oh, that was so, me. <laughs> it's so sick. Yeah. And it was. Yes. Vern Lundquist, great call. Yes. But then he got to actually do it, and he almost made a hole in one on Sunday at that oh exact same God, hole. But because he had that moment, I don't feel like he has to come back. And because of that, I really, really don't feel like he would be coming back unless he thought he's truly ready. Like, there, like I understand the idea that he wasn't going to make his comeback. It, it, it always felt like whenever he returned, it was going to be at the Masters. And I understand the idea of, Maybe there's a world where he pushes a little sooner than he would have because he doesn't want to wait a calendar year to play golf again, or he doesn't Mm -hmm. want to wait until the next major. But I really believe that because he won in 2019, he doesn't have to unless he can. And that's what honestly makes me believe like it's tiger ever since 2019. I, I want to see the game. You're right. We have no idea what it looks like. But if it looks anything like that, I'm done counting them out. Like, I'm sorry. I know how good the field is. I know how good all the players are. Scotty Scheffler, woo, world number one. Like, I get it. Amazing crop of talent. I'm done counting them out if, he, if, if, if he's back because he should be. Yeah, and we'll know he's truly back if he puts it in the left rough on one on his first tee <laughs> shot. We'll, right. we'll truly know he's or back. Or when we're hearing these ones that get right, get <laughs> way right. Yeah, so I, I like all the stuff you said there, and – it would be really, really, really amazing for golf in general to have Tiger Woods teeing it up competitively at the ma- at the Masters this weekend, uh, next weekend, sorry. And I do think there is a part of him that has his eye on where the Open is this year too. And, you know, he's a, he's a historian of the game. He loves the history of the game. He's always been obsessed with all the greats of the game. He's won at, at St. Andrews. It's a big deal when it's there. He's had a lot of success there. It's not exactly a tough walking course, I wouldn't say. No. Nope. I think he's got the sort of know-how and the tricks to get around there well. I think he probably has his eye on that major as well in terms of where it's being played. Yep. So I, th- he's playing, right? For sure. Yeah. I think the only – so you – I had completely missed this. You tipped me off to it. Was there not a – was yeah, there, there not was. an announcement basically that he's back and then it was quickly deleted? So, or what, 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 Tiger, I, I didn't see this. You, you PGA look. Tour, um, they put out a tweet last night. Uh, like the, the the PR, and I have the tweet here. Just let me okay. p- quickly pull it up. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, they had a tweet saying with all, like, the as of 5 p.m. Friday, we have this field or whatever, mm-hmm. and Tiger Woods was in it. Yeah. And I, th- I have a few different feelings about this. It was deleted by yep. the PGA PR Twitter account. I have a few different feelings about this. First of all, they probably he probably wants to make his his own announcement. I would think, yeah, I think get that's, that pip money. That's my first thought. Yeah, that pip money's money. He's that's his my first thought is that he wanted to have it be a big announcement, put it on his Instagram, put it on his Twitter, put it on whatever his TikTok. I don't think Tiger is TikTok. Um, my second, you, you you're our you're our reporter there. So, <laughs> so if you don't know, I don't know. And the second point you had uh, that we were talking about pre-show, and I'll let you make it here about about w- how he's sort of changed in his mindset about making it about him. So what what were you saying? So the to the two events, obviously, you know, there's the there's the Valero Texas Open going on in the PGA Tour, but on the women's side, you've got their first major of the season, the Chevron Championship, and then you've also got the ANA uh, or, or sorry, the Augusta Women's Amateur event that that they have there. That's going to conclude today. The lone round in that tournament that they play at Augusta is today. And I think that whether Tiger wanted to make that announcement Friday night or the tour wanted to get it out, really get the because it's like. 
I genuinely believe that you announce Tigers coming back, that impacts ratings for golf this weekend. Like, I firmly believe it just gets people flowing. It gets them in that, in that mindset. And I honestly think Tiger is very cognizant of the fact that if that announcement comes out, there is no talk about the women's major. By the way, Brooke Henderson uh, playing very well in that, as, as, as she tends to. Beautiful driver There's, off the deck yesterday. Oh, my God. She, she hits driver off the deck, I think, more than some people hit driver generally. In <laughs> it's amazing how she does it. Uh, but they don't want it. Tiger doesn't want to overshadow that. And then the fact that this is a massive day at Augusta. All the, na- the top women's amateur players are there today. How is that going to do anything other than completely overshadow that? And I honestly think part of that... Part of it is that, and then he gets to lead the news cycle off on Monday, and it's Tiger Week, and it's Masters, and it's it's not like he's losing out here. So you're right. Old Tiger of 20 years ago, when he's ready, he's ready. I'm announcing it, and that's that. But I think this new, you know, a little older Tiger, a little wiser, more sage, mm. uh, wisdom wisdom Tiger, I, that's why I think he he's holding off. But I, I, I really think he's playing. That The PGA Tour doesn't have that list there. It's not like it's not – it's not hard to put Tiger Woods' name on a list. Like it wasn't like a crazy like Photoshop <laughs> of like Tiger with Tiger King and other famous tigers and all like that. Tiger Williams. It wasn't like <laughs> that wasn't happening. Okay, it was just a list of names, so you didn't need to get it ready ahead of time. It, he's playing. It leaked. They walked it back. I think it's a good move that they did. Quite frankly, he gets to own the news cycle on Monday, but he's playing. Okay, so we're we're gonna live in the world where. The obviously dream scenario is that he finds a way to win the Masters, and I think that's a pretty pie-in-the-sky situation. But if we can have Tiger be the sort of uh, Fred Couples memorial floating around on yes. Saturday, the making, making some noise, having some roars, you know, being two back on Saturday kind Ooh. of thing, but maybe fading, that's the dream scenario here because I think it's yep. just it's way too much to ask for him to be competing on Sunday. I think it's just to play four competitive rounds at the biggest major of the year, but just give me a little, little contention, a little, you know, tiger floating around, big putt, big fist pump. It's all we need. Just need a little bit. We've got, we've got to the mountaintop. So all I need is a little taste here and there for yeah, uh, that, this coming weekend. Unfortunately, the thing is, is like the one great shot won't do it. Like he makes like, okay, mate, let's say, let's say he's not having that week, but he makes a hole in one on 16. Oh, it's great. And it's like, that will be a great moment in master's lore and all that, all that stuff, like not taking anything away from that. But we need, we love Tiger, the competitor. We don't love Tiger because he hits amazing golf shots. We love him because he hits amazing golf shots in the moment that he needs to. He doesn't do it because it's a a Thursday in the first round of, mm-hmm. you know, no offense, the Valero Texas Open right now. Hey, like, no. It's just, it's that, that's, that's why he's Tiger. So you need him to have that moment. You need him to feel it. You need him in Sunday red and that to mean something. So, so I, I'm with you. It does seem like, yeah, of course we all want 2019. But just please, please be something like yourself and look, and really, to your point, look like it's something you can build on heading into St. Andrews. All right, so non-Tiger Masters talk coming up here. Outside of Tiger Woods, who we both want to win the most, what are you, what are you looking at here? I mean, where are your dollars going to be? What are you feeling heading into this? Because I feel like there's a ton of guys playing great heading into the biggest major of the year. Well, what I want outside of Tiger, you know. Oh, it's wow. not where my dollars would go. Yes. I, mean, you know, look, I, mean, I want... <laughs> I want Rory to win the career grand slam. I want it. I want to shut you up. I want him to have that moment. I, I That's what I want. I don't think it's going to happen the way his form's going right now. It's not somebody I put my dollars on. Corey Connors really screwed me. 
playing oh, yeah. so well at the match play. Corey Connors, this feels like two or three years running now where it is the safest bet going. Corey Connors top 10. You can usually find him in some six shooter group or something <laughs> where he's paired up with like, you know, Wills out Horace and other good players, but it's like, Hey, Corey Connors can get hot. And, and he usually has the longest odds out of all those groups, but I genuinely feel, and you know, the, the odd sheets are kind of trickling out as we wait for this tiger field here. It's that him, him playing so well lately and having the, you know, the third place finish at the, at the match play. I really think that's going to kind of tank his odds a little because he was always my go-to bet for top Canadian go-to bet for a top 10. And I'm not saying you can't bet any of those things, but you're not getting nearly the number you would have even a month ago. Yeah. I love Connor's first round leader. That's my annual bet. Oh, that's my annual Charlie bet. Hoffman's offended. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I just went to look at how Corey's doing this weekend at the Valero. And this is the most Valero Texas open leaderboard of all time. Ryan Palmer, Matt, <laughs> Kucher, Dylan Fratelli, Kevin Chapel. Is that the most? Uh, that is. That's, that's, that's the it. most top four at the Valero Texas Open of all time. But yeah, um, I would. We'll transition here into what we wanted to talk about: the new world number one. Yeah. I think my big bet is going to be on on Scotty Scheffler, and it's not just because he's playing well, which is a huge factor, but I really do think this guy has the game for Augusta because he thinks his way around the course. He's brute strength. Obviously, he hits the ball a mile. But he's got the kind of the, the sling and draws, and you can picture the shot he's going to hit on 13. You can picture the shot he's going to hit on 15. Like you can picture the shots that he's going to make around Augusta. He's a good putter, good short game. Obviously, he's the number one player in the world. He's pretty good at all these things. But you, you think of other guys that are just brute strength, and you, you know what that can, we'll talk about Bryson later in the show with our Puma guy. We know, we know what happens with just brute strength at Augusta. It doesn't necessarily turn out well. I think that Scotty Scheffler, the way he's playing, heading into this heading into this uh, major at Augusta, I do feel like he would be a guy to put some shekels on. I'm sure his value right now is not great. I'm sure he's in the 14 to 1, 13 to 1 range, which probably isn't the best spot to bet him at. But I do think that we're going to be hearing from him heading into next weekend, bud. So he's played Augusta twice, and he finished T19 in 2020, T18 in 2021, but mm -hmm. continuing the rest of 2021, he was T8 at the PGA, T7 at the U.S. Open, T8 in the Open Championship. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's won a bunch of huge tournaments since then, and that, to me, feels like we always talk about, oh, you need to develop the scar tissue. You need to lose before you can win. No, I'm not doing a Leaf show right now. We're actually <laughs> oh, talking, about, talking about the golf show here. Uh, Brett Gutting, Sam McKee on Sportsnet Fun Night of the Fan, but with Scheffler, it feels like he's had those moments he's had his close calls he had the big rider cup and okay maybe that wasn't mm -hmm. like the throws of competition because it was just a straight beat down but he was but you have sick those in big that moment he was amazing in that yeah. and he feels like a guy and honestly it's a really weird little thing and look he's finished top 20 at the masters twice so i don't actually think this is going to be an issue for him by any means but when i think of scheffler the first thing i think of is his, his happy feet right like he's basically fred astaire tap dancing i there, love really. the way he swings it's, the club it's awesome i like i'm not taking anything yeah. away from it my only and again the guys finished top 20 at the masters so i'm telling you i'm wrong in this my only concern is with all these uneven lies and unflat surfaces like is that not a lot harder like i'm just <laughs> picturing the bend at 13 and his ball is you know half a foot above him and he's going happy feet and he's got a hump that he's standing on like it's just it's a lit it's not your standard pga tour golf course where you just got flat lies all over the place again 
He's finished top 20 twice. I think he'll be just fine. But it, that's the one thing that it's like, and that's the difference. I don't know. Maybe that's the difference between a top five for him and, and winning it all. So I, I, Rom is a guy who always is there for me. And I think the fact that he's kind of had his little little bit of stumbles lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that's the guy. Oh, you mean, you mean always... that he was over par for the first time in 10 years? Yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> uh, like yeah. It's just I, I, that's a guy I'm always high on. I think he has kind of the. The, I mean, he has the game for Augusta. We've seen him play really well there in in the past. And again, the fact that he's done it now, like he's won the major, so he kind of mm-hmm. has doesn't have that lording over him. Just to go back to um, Scheffler, I always mm-hmm. feel like the Arnold Palmer is a warm up, not necessarily a major, but once yep. you win that one, you kind Maybe. of you kind of start competing in the majors. You know, like yeah. you think of you think of when, the other one he won too, waste management, yeah. right? Like that's yeah. another biggie. It is a biggie. No, not the same. Though. It's not the same. I like you know. It's, it's more not of, as classy. That's yes. all it is. It's just and not I, as classy. And I was actually at the Arnold Palmer this year. Uh, not a big deal. And I followed Scotty Scheffler for a few few holes just to kind of get an up close look at the game. And God, he's got a sick game. Like it's just really cool. And Very I kind of square fe- jaw. As I, well. <laughs> yeah. What was the line on the steel, uh, square square jaw and a steel stomach? <laughs> that was a weird one. Anyways, uh, I just <laughs> I think he's really developed the ability to play all kinds of games. And I think that's the most important thing at Augusta because great putter, everything, like I said before. So I think my big money bet will be on him. And then I'll probably look at uh, the guy that won the players championship, Cam Smith and a guy that we both love. love Boy, is there a guy that you would bet your life on more from 10 feet and in? He, I'll, I'll, I'll extend it. Not not just on the putting green. Cause if we're going 50 foot putt, Mac Hughes. Yes. Number one. Yes. But like, I if if you just drew a hundred yard circle or a eighty yard circle or a fifty yard circle around the green and said a fan gets to pick the worst spot possible to put your ball in and the guy has to get it up and down, he might be that guy for me. Like I know mm-hmm. Spieth is the magic and all that, but it's like it feels like yes, the putter is so money from ten feet and in. But he gets up and down from the weirdest spots. And yes, don't put yourself in them. I understand it. But it's just his ability to scramble and recover is unbelievable. And then when he puts himself in a good spot, he makes birdie after birdie. You look at you look at what happened in the Players' Championship on uh, on the 18th hole when he, had, when he had the lead after that mm-hmm. unbelievable dart he dropped on 17 at the Players. And can we all agree that was a push? He was aiming for the center of the green, and he pushed sure. it. But, yep. hey, that's why you aim for the center of the green and not yep. go at the, at the, at the pin. Uh, drops a dart, makes a beautiful birdie on 17, pushes a shot into the woods on the right on, uh, on 18, chips it inexplicably into the water. But yep. then he takes his drop and world-class up and down with the most pressure outside of a major on you. That's the kind of stuff you need to do at Augusta. Right, like it's not always going to be about the birdie. It's going to be about getting up and down for par in a big spot, so getting true. up, getting up and down for a bogey in a big spot. You really, really need the short game, and that's not. I'm not breaking news here, but the short game is incredibly important. But the thing is, the way they've stretched out Augusta, the long game is really important there now too, right? So you really have to have the well-rounded game, and that's what worries me about Cam Smith there. But he's had some great results there in the last couple of years. Like, I want to say he's been in the top 10 in the past couple of years a couple of times. Like, he was on when Dustin Johnson won in that weird November one, he was floating around there. He was the only guy that was really close. I remember him always being pretty close in it. So, um, I like him a lot. And I'm sure he's a little longer odds than uh, Scotty Scheffler is heading into that weekend. You know, a guy with a bit of a similar kind of profile to him. I, I mean, they're they're different players, but a guy who's just kind of had similar results and feels like he's bubbling up and kind of ready. 
And now this is a much longer odds, guys. So maybe you look at what top five odds would get you as mm. opposed to an outright win. Abe Answer is playing some golf. Mm. He He's a guy who he has the game. He has the ability to get up and down long enough. And he has the ability to kind of control his flight. I, that's a guy whose game I, I really like. And he's somebody who Abe Answer. gets some pretty long odds on. Honestly. You're not going to get that anywhere else, folks. You got to come to the no. golf show for guys to get a Hipster top five pick there. for Abe Answer at the Masters. Love it. So... We're heading into the best time of the year for golf, right? Like it's just, it's warm, it's warming up in Ontario. You're starting to be able to scratch the itch. The Masters is coming around, the big tourneys, major season, St. Andrews this year. It's going to be an unbelievable season for golf. So, oh yeah, Tiger Woods may be playing the Masters this weekend. Did, 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 did we mention that yet? Almost so, certainly. Yeah. So oh, there's one, there's one other thing about Scheffler. I quickly wanted yeah, to, yeah, to let touch me on. I know we got our, uh, our, our Cobra guy, uh, Jose uh, Miraflor, going to yep. join us in uh, just a second here. And he's the uh, vice president marketing and product of architecture for Cobra Golf. That's a lofty title to be Is talking ever? to us at. I, like, I feel a little better talking to these guys at 9.30 on a Saturday mm-hmm. morning as opposed to dragging them out at 8.30. Like, we had, like, the the chief executive director of sport for Golf Canada last year, and I'm like, <laughs> it's way too early for you. Uh, but we're going to talk to him later. And in terms of the – sorry, in terms of Scheffler there, He's world number one, and I'm. this is not a knock on Scotty Scheffler. You get to world number one because you play good golf. This is really more a knock on everybody else, kind of a knock on John Rahm. Think about how long, obviously, Tiger is the gold standard for this. He held the number one ranking for something like 300 weeks. Okay, that's absurd. No one's ever going to get there. Dustin Johnson, 100-plus weeks. Mm-hmm. Rory McIlroy, 100-plus weeks. And I feel like now we're getting into this era where – It's kind of wide open. Somebody wants to go on a run here and become the man. They can kind of vault themselves to world number one. And that's exactly what you saw with Scheffler. He kind of came not out of nowhere because, again, this is a guy who's been rookie of the year, great player on the Corn Ferry, great Ryder Cup, got the three wins now. Played a lot, yeah. But it's just crazy to think you rip off three wins in, in a month and a half and you vault all the way to world number one. And again, that's I'm not taking anything away from him. It just kind of shows how much flux that's going to be in. And I think that'll be kind of a fun it, thing to keep an eye on this year. For sure. And the world number one stuff is so it's I mean, it's kind of like the FIFA rankings that the algorithm is kind of hard to figure out. And I don't, I don't really understand. I don't have a clue. And I don't think that you would if, if you were picking one guy for a round to save your life. I don't think Scotty Scheffler is the guy that you're picking, but He's playing the best right now, heading yep. into the biggest tourney. So uh, I love him. I, I have, you know, I've been kind of circling him as one of my guys. I, have, I've been have. circling him. And I, now I feel kind of look like a bandwagon jumper because he's won three tourneys in the last, you know, month or my last two months. So I look like a bandwagon jumper, but I do love Scotty Scheffler. I love that America face. Big fan. He does. He he might lead the league in, a, in America face right now. And America I can, face if, per 60? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Per 18. Come on, golf show. Uh, if we're looking, and if anyone doubts uh, Sam Sam McKee's uh, Scheffler Bonafides, I never delete my text, McKee, so I can go back and find it. I'm oh, sure you were, uh, I'm sure you were you. giving him some love uh, in, in our text uh, not, not all that long ago. Text line, keep them coming, 590, 590. Please include your name and location. We want to know, what's your goal for this year? you got to have a goal heading into the season. Do you just want to play a little more do you have a number in mind is there a club that you need to talk into behaving i'm sure we all have at least one or 14 of those uh our our guy jose miraflor he's the vice president of marketing and product and architecture for cobra golf we're going to talk to him a little bit when we continue here on the golf show keep on talk of listening on sportsnet 590 the fan and as always the golf show is brought to you by your local ontario subaru dealers welcome to uncommon performance in a subaru with legendary symmetrical full wheel all time all wheel drive very 
very, very happy to have the folks at Subaru on board with us this year. Brent Gunning and Sam McKee, you're listening to The Golf Show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Golf Show here, Brent Gunning, Sam McKee alongside me. First show of the season, getting you set for the Masters, trying to get your game in order. Let's let And let's be honest, trying to get my game in order. I need to tighten things up. The season is, is upon us here, and I've got to, got to, got to get in the 80s this year. That's my goal for the season. Bringing on our, 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 our first guest, first guest of the season, I was about to say our first guest of the day, our first guest of the golf show this year, Jose Miraflor, the VP of Marketing, Product, and Architecture with Cobra Golf. First things first, Jose, thanks for taking the time. Second thing second, man, that is quite the title for you to be talking to us at 9.30 on a Saturday morning. Yeah, it's 6.30 here on the West Coast in oh California. Oh my so God, what a guy. Tells you, how much, tells you how much I care about you guys, right? <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're fast friends. You, you have to be my friend now. Uh, so we want to talk to you about fitting. I think this is something that, you know, it's a depending on how seriously you take your game, depending on how long you've been playing. It's something people always talk about. Oh, you got to get fitted, got to get fitted. And I think it's something that just kind of rolls off the back of a lot of people like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But why? Tell us, Jose, like, what is the importance of getting fitted? What can it do for your game? And I think maybe more importantly, the point that I think needs to be hammered home is how useful is this for all skill levels of player? Well, I mean, I can't stress enough how important getting fit is for a golfer. It's like saying everybody wears a 42 regular suit. Not everybody does. Not everybody wears a size 6 dress. You have to get fitted for things to look good on you in the apparel world. Well, uh, in the golf world, you have to get fitted to perform your best. Imagine if you're somebody who slices the ball, and I think, shoot, there's got to be, what, 80% of golfers, they say, struggle with the slice. Well, they can actually fit you into a club that slices less. Or better yet, wouldn't you love to be able to hit the ball straight or draw it for the first time? They make golf clubs just for that. Or if you're somebody like me who gets a little handsy and hooks the ball a little too easily, we can fit a club for me that sits it the right way so that impact it arrives and doesn't arrive closed for me, uh, somebody who who struggles with the hook. So it's so important. And it goes from your driver. So say, for example, in drivers, we, we make three drivers in our new line, the LPDX line. One driver's made to spin the ball very low. So for all you stronger golfers who are listening out there who spin the ball uh, really high, who hit it high, who want to just control the trajectory a little bit, that driver is the right one for you. It's called an LTD-LS, low spin. And then there's one driver that's the most forgiving driver and the most draw-biased driver built into one. You You have two weights in it. You can make it either super stable, so if you miss it all over the face, I know some people are listening in now. Mm -hmm. And then for some of you who slice the ball, this driver corrects that slice. And then you have a driver in the middle that does a little bit of both. It's low spin and super forgiving. So imagine three driver heads sitting in front of you, and that's for just one manufacturer. you got to get fit to find which one of those is best for you. So So that's in your driving game. Yeah, so I'm a I'm a lefty, and I like to play a little bit of a draw. Like, I, I, I do love that part of my game, and it's something that I've only had one driver for my whole life, basically, and I, and I broke last year. I'm looking for a new one. 
But what basically I like to do is because a lot of courses are built to punish righties. So if I'm going in to get it fitted and there's a part of my game that I like, but I don't necessarily want to get rid of it with, you know, hitting it straight or hitting it the other way. How do you sort of, um, you know, cater to people that like playing a certain type of shot? Well, and it's, it's simple. Each driver is catered to hit it a certain way, but when you put that driver in your hands, it'll do something different. So even though that I say one of our drivers creates a low spin, it's also very workable. So if you find somebody who likes to do create different trajectories, left to right or right to mm-hmm. left, that driver might be better for that person. But say, for example, you want to be just neutral and you have an X driver. We have one that's called LTDX, mm-hmm. and that's just in the middle. And if we see that one is, is right for you, but you say, man, I wish I could just draw this a little bit more, we have settings within that driver that can create a little bit of draw. So each driver can itself, even though there's three of them, can be tweaked some more so that it better suits your game. And, you know, they talk about how important it is to hit a fairway. If you talk about some of the best golfers in the world, they'll tell you Bryson DeChambeau, when he hits a fairway, he's going to hit the green 90% of the time. The moment he misses a fairway, he's only going to hit a green 30% of the time. So you got to get really good at hitting fairways because it's a premium to scoring low. And I think that's why we all want to play golf. We all want to shoot lower. Well, the first part is getting it into the fairway. Well, I think, I think the most encouraging part about that, and it's, it's like you were starting your answer talking about me. Those of you out there who slice, uh, that, yeah, that's me. You, you don't even want to see what it looks like at a dress to try to find something approaching uh, the, the center of the fairway there, Jose. But what I, li- what I like hearing about that is because I'll, I'll be honest, you know, I've, I've thought about getting fitted. Is this something I need to do? But the problem or the wall I always run into is I don't want, a, I don't want an anti-slice club. I want me to be the anti-slice. Like, I want to get my mm. swing in order, but what I like about the answers you're giving here is there's just so much wiggle room. It is not a, look, you slice, put this club in your hand. It's okay. You want to learn to not slice. Well, we can move the weights around to kind of help you with that transition. And I I think that's maybe the most encouraging thing. I hear what you're saying also about hitting fairways and everybody loves to play from the short grass, but you know what everybody else loves to do, especially us guys like hacking around on the weekend. We love to hit bombs. I feel like if you get fitted properly, yeah, if you get fitted properly, I feel like that can only help not just, uh, you know, controllability and getting it in the fairway. I feel like it has to add a little distance for you too. Well, every time you get more consistent, it's going to breed confidence. And as you breed confidence, you may not swing as hard. You will swing faster. And those are very different things. The more confident you are, the more speed you can generate because you're not afraid of the ball going sideways. You're not trying to correct your last shot. So you're going to be able to inherently hit it faster, hit it further, and the more centered your strike is, the more further it gets. We all talk about there's better better distance in the center of the club. People call it the sweet spot. Well, it's so true. The more centered your shot is, the better the trampoline effect you're going to get off a club, whether it's a driver, a fairway, a hybrid, or an iron. But shoot, even a putter, you see people who don't hit the center of the putter all the time, and they're not very consistent with their with their putting game. So it's so important from the driver all the way down to your putting game, especially in those irons, putters, and wedges, to get fit because you're really trying to score and hit it close to the pin or in the hole with those types of clubs, right? 
So um, totally. Yeah, hundred percent. So another thing that may be intimidating to people in terms of you know who are hesitant to get fitted and they're hesitant. And I know you guys at Cobra probably you probably per, uh, present all sort of different price points. But like, what is somebody looking at if they want to get you know maybe not a full set, but you want to go get some irons or you want to go get a driver fitted or like what is the the price point that you guys are looking at? Because I feel like that's a really intimidating to a lot of different people as well. You know, a lot of places don't charge you extra for custom-fitted clubs. It, it's it's not an extra charge. The charge comes in, like, uh, for a lot of people, a service. You imagine these guys are going to be on the tee with you for about an hour. Mm-hmm. You're taking up about an hour at a time. So depending on where you are in the world, you get, it's a little bit different. I, I know some guys will charge you for the hour fitting fee. And that could be, here in the United States, could be anywhere from 50 to $100. But... Typically, they apply that to the set if you buy that set from them. So if you go to one of your leading retailers and you just tell them I'm interested in getting fitted for a new driver or a new set of irons, they're going to take you in their bay and they're going to try and fit you because if you hit it really well and they show you the benefits of fitting because it'll be readily apparent to a lot of people, you're going to make a purchase. Mm -hmm. You make a purchase, they're making money. So there might not be inherently any charges that are extra for you. Now, there are instances where you choose an exotic shaft. You want to be the guy who plays the same shaft as these these guys on tour? Well, some of those shafts can be, (laughs) you got this, right? There's a couple hundred dollars in there built in for you extra if you want to be swinging the same shaft as uh, Tiger Woods or Bryson DeChambeau or Rory McIlroy. Those those shafts are not cheap, but there's a lot of stock shafts, like in our products, in all of our products, those are real deal aftermarket shafts, the, the ones that you would buy in the store for 100 or 150 $200. We include those in our price. But if you go above that, there might be some extra cost there. But most of the time, a fitting costs you nothing but your time in, in investing in your own game. That's it. So you mentioned Bryson there, and, I, and we have a guy from Colbron. I wouldn't be, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about Bryson because I feel like I'm a huge Bryson fan. I feel like maybe I'm not in the majority when I say that. But a couple things I have to ask you about about Bryson is the same length clubs. And I've always been yep. fascinated by this. And this is something that I've always thought would be very interesting to me. Can that translate to a sort of average golfer? Like I'm a 10 handicap or whatever. I play around a 10, 11. Can that translate to a guy like me? Or will that just completely throw you out of the comfort, comfort zone? Please, please put single length irons in this man's hands. <laughs> I want to see this. Please. <laughs> So, so here, here's, I'm going to say this, and I bet you a bunch of your listeners are going to say, hmm, that makes kind of sense to me. If there are a bunch of you out there that are looking to play a little bit better and you've been struggling with consistency and simplicity in your game, one length could be the answer for you. So mm-hmm. listen to this. If you're practicing all the time and you find that your seven iron is your favorite club, mm-hmm. it's not my a six is my favorite club. Happens Perfect. It's still in the middle of your set. It's a length that's in the middle of your set. Mm-hmm. You have now found a spine angle and a poly ball position that your body repeats very well. Well, bearing that in mind, wouldn't it make sense to just let the lofts change, keep your length the same way, so that you can just let the lofts dictate the distance of your iron? So your lofts will dictate the gaps in your iron set. If that sounds in any way logical to you, Mm-hmm. you might be a candidate for one leg because that's the that's what we're trying to do. That's what Bryson brought to the table. He says, I can just practice one spine angle, one swing plane, and just work on this and change the club in my hand, and the ball's going to go a different distance. 
And that's what makes it famous. And when you look at all the irons we've sold, we've sold, oh, shoot, probably close to 75,000 sets of irons that are one length. They are the least return set in the business. When people buy them and they're tried, they try them and they're fitted, they find simplicity and they find something in this game that's easier for them, and they're very satisfied. Mm. That we know for sure. I, so, but I'm I wish you could see the look it. on his face right now, Jose. <laughs> I'm he intrigued. looks very intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, I, I know you're a, you do marketing. I got to ask you about Bryson in general because, like I said yeah. before, he's a pretty polarizing guy. You know what he's kind of like off the off the course. I mean, we know what happened with him and the driver and him getting upset. Like, do you are you guys happy with how he is as a guy? Like, I just I'm fascinated with his relationship with the company and what you guys because there's not many guys on tour that are talked about more. So I would imagine from a marketing standpoint, you guys are pretty happy with how it goes with Bryson. Yeah, I mean, we we've had a relationship with Bryson since 2016. I'm actually friends with him. We really? text back and forth. Yep. Um, tell him I, tell him I love him. His clubs. I will tell him Thank you love him. Thank you. We, we work on his clubs together. You know, my, my partners in crime at the company are, you know, Tom Osafsky, head of R&D, Mike Yagley, head of innovation, and Ben Showman, head of tour. The four of us will go into the room and watch him hit balls. I mean, there are times we watch him hit 300 drivers in front of us, and we're testing different things. So we spend a lot of time together. We have a lot of dinners together. We have a lot of talks together uh, and there have been times when it's been tough i mean when he said those comments at the open championship mm-hmm. he was texting me the next morning apologizing he, he was frustrated and he wanted to air out his frustrations and you know we had some exchange of better ways to do it next time and you know he so we we, we talk a lot and uh, i think he's a great guy i think he really wants to um reinvent the game for a lot of people who want to think differently um, he's somebody who talks about what he wants to leave in this game. And one of them is a, an easier, better way to play and a different way to play. If you care to try out his methods, he is different. Uh, I'm not going to lie, you know, and he has one of those personalities that I want to win. And it, if it's not working, he's going to beat it up to death until it does work. So I think you guys can all see that. Um, but in the end, I think he's a great athlete uh, and he's got, he's a critical thinker and, you know, I enjoy you know, trying to break things down and build it all back up with him. Uh, Jose, that's a, that's a phenomenal answer. And yeah, great to uh, get a little insight on, uh, I, I'll say the second most interesting man in golf with the Tiger news this week. And I think you can, <laughs> you, you can you're not going to chastise me too much for that. Uh, Jose, thank you so much no. for the time. I uh, really, really appreciate it. Look at you getting up 630. I don't know, make some coffee or go back to bed. One of those two things. Coffee and breakfast time, boys. Maybe I'll go tee it up. Thanks, brother. There we go. There we go. Uh, Awesome, awesome chat there. Jose Miraflor, VP Marketing Product Architecture, Cobra Golf. And maybe more importantly, for shame on you, not putting this on his credentials. Personal friend Friend of Bryson. I didn't expect that. Texting him. He's in the room. I can only imagine how much that driver face must be smoking. Oh, my God. 300 balls. You have to handle it with, like, oven gloves, I think. DB, what time are we out? 55? Okay. All right. So I got we got some texts. Yeah. We got a lot of texts. Love it. Hit, it. hit us up. You're the you're the text line, Tommy. So I, I gotta read the one praise for us, okay? 
Yeah, that's yeah, all right. Sure. Okay. Of course. Very amazing. Praise, very. You ama- want to know how to get your text read on the show? <laughs> Say good things about me. Very amazing to have the golf show on a Saturday mornings at a listenable hour. I agree. At a talkable hour, I would agree. Nine a.m. is a great time. <laughs> Love you guys, Sammy and Brent. Congrats and all the best of the show this season. Hit them straight, fellas. Meredith and EG. I'm not sure where EG is, but thanks very much for listening, uh, Meredith. Appreciate the text. My Loved goal. It. This is from Bruce in Sobble Beach, my neck of the woods. What a great part of the world in the summer. There aren't many better places in Sobble up uh, up north near Own Sound. My goal is to crack 70 this year. Got a membership at Sauble Golf last year. Great little track near my place, about 25-minute drive from my home and on sound. Shot two rounds of 80. It's time. Let me tell you, Bruce, as a guy that flirted with 70 for a long time, it's coming, buddy. You just have to have one day where the putter gets hot, one day where the chip's going well, where the face is feeling good. It's coming. So keep at it. Uh, what else we got? Great show, guys. Got me pumped from nobody. Thank you, nobody. Um... <laughs> And this from, one it, from one nobody to new to two nobodies. Great show. This is a a texter of the old uh, Wonger and the Breeze show on Saturday That's mornings. Right. Uh, I hate to read it because on Andrea in London, go nights yeah, better, go. Better read that last part. Go nights go. She knows how to piss me off. But she says the first sign of spring is hearing you guys on the golf show. Gunner and the Breeze are back, and I'm loving the goal. I'm loving it. My goal is to break eighty this year by the end of July. Wish me luck, Andrea player let's go so if she's going to be texting in at the end of july being like goal is to break 60 by the by the end of august like i, I appreciate that not even a season-long goal and she's got she got things to do gotta get that in here nice and early so then it's steve from scarborough from uh, michael bunting's hometown gunner oh, that's uh, right my plan is to play as much as i can love that goal would i would lo- finally get to oh sorry i would love to finally hit an eagle or to get an eagle so oh. Um, I've only had one eagle in my life, which seems really weird. And yep. I would like to get an eagle as well this year at some point. So there you go. I had an eagle look the uh, day I shot 94 at Braben. I had an eagle look that mm. day. And I had you were a, red like hot that chip. day. I was on Flego. I remember that day. Old buddy, Mark Savard. Uh, and hey, uh, we'd be remiss. Uh, city golf courses opened up. We talked about it a little bit off the top of the show. Uh, in Toronto, all the city courts are opening up. It's going to be a busy summer of uh, renovations happening at some of the Mississauga courses. Yeah. Uh, but we can't wait to see. So, well, look, we don't, we didn't have a redesign. We don't have time for it right here, right now. Maybe emergency pod? No. <laughs> but at some point in time, we will talk that I, up. I will say, though, that the it's really, it's really great that the city of Mississauga is taking the time and taking the resources to revamp Lakeview because it's an incredible piece of land really close to the city, a great spot. And the elevated T ID on number one is something oh. that gets me whew, ready to rock gunner. And I'm going yes. to play golf now. So how's yes, that feel, baby? Uh, I feels jealous. That's how it feels right now. The golf show brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome uncommon performance into Subaru with legendary symmetrical full wheel all time drive. We are off for now. We'll be back with a master's preview pod and back right here next Saturday. Keep on listening to Sportsnet 590 The Fan.